Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Alberto Calderon. Thank you for joining us on this, another great Star Wars Saturday. And man, what a way, I gotta lower my music. You gotta get used to this new intro. I still, still don't know how to do it, but it's yeah. fine. Yeah, you gotta get a little rock and roll here. Yeah, I need a producer or something to help out. All right, so where was I? Yay, Star Wars. It's Saturday. Yay, Star Wars. Yay, Star Wars. Okay, I love everyone's repping today. I got my my ship shirt. Uh, Oti has his Mikey and Row. And of course, brown eyes. Little, little brown eyes Ooh. is here with Arsu. Arsu, I should say thank you for being here. Arsu, our special guest along with Oti. But Arsu, we'll start with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that's excited. yeah, very excited to talk about this episode of Boba Fett. Um let me say that the book of Boba Fett, not about Boba Fett, because as we'll talk, it's been <laughs> missing in action for a couple of weeks. But it's one of those episodes that if you see this on paper, you think everyone's going to love. It's the greatest Star Wars TV episode ever. And then you see there's still a lot of questions and things to kind of discuss. It's very split on a lot of different topics. It's just not one thing, I think. But we'll get into it. Oti, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's been a very rainy day. It's been raining yeah. for like 24 hours. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I was. It's, it's my mad. mom <laughs> was talking to her mom, to my mother-in-law, who's in Puerto Rico. And she was telling her, hey, can you hear the rain? It's been going on and off all day. So it's it's been crazy. Yeah. And I just to continue with that weather talk, because every week I say how cold is it is here in Florida. This past two days, it was 80. So I can't complain. <laughs> it's It's down to 50 again today. But oh, yesterday, Lord. sunny, 81 degrees. I'm like, now I'm back in my comfort zone. So, and then again, our friend from it's up north. So, and so bitterly cold. <laughs> I don't even know what it would be in Fahrenheit, but we're talking like minus 20 Celsius. <laughs> the wind. That's, that's yeah. nice. That, yeah. yes. Nice and brisk. <laughs> no, give me my 80s. Uh, again, Celsius Fahrenheit is still like 20 degrees, probably like 30 That's degrees. Colder, or something. I think 32 degrees is zero Celsius, I, and yeah. we were at minus 20 Celsius, which I think is like close to zero I, Fahrenheit. I, I lived in Spain and I still can't remember the conversion thing. Like, yeah, it's the only place. Every I don't know why we do things different here, but anyway, so freedom. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so there's a lot to talk about today. Book of Boba Fett, some kind of last-minute news. Not confirmed, but we'll get into those. More TV show news. We're excited about those. But first, I was thinking about, about this. I guess I should mention it. If you follow us here on the show, follow us on Twitter. If you're part of Twitter fandom, Star Wars Twitter out there, I don't know if you guys might have kind of heard these past few weeks or these past few days, I should say, um, I don't even know how to address it. Some drama or some, this is personal. Someone getting harassed on Twitter of a female fan by another podcaster or whatever in the Star Wars kind of Twitter fandom on it. I, unfortunately, something that keeps happening and we keep saying Star Wars is for everyone. And 
this is a safe phase and we don't care about the negativity, but then sometimes we fail on that when it comes to real life. And it doesn't matter how much I say it, because I come from a position of privilege, a straight white Hispanic man compared to women in the fandom, uh, marginalized people is very different. So I can't say that I 100%, yeah, I understand what they're going through, no. But being in this position, it would kind of be a disservice if I don't stand up as saying something for those people, even if I don't know them, which I will say, I, it took me some time to respond to this yesterday because even though I don't agree with what happened, I didn't really know that people involved, especially that person that was kind of receiving this, this uh, not threats, but this situation. Their personal information was being disseminated yes. without their permission. Which is, especially when this is part of the supposed apology, but not just mm -hmm. talking about this situation, which is horrible and the way it just went through, but just in general, because it's something that keeps coming up every few months. It's a new guy doing something to another woman in the fandom. And it's how long are we gonna keep this up and just put in a Twitter post? Yeah, don't do it. Respect each other. Yes, it's the very minimum, but it's not just calling people out, but making sure that people that we follow, people that follow us, listen to our show, not that know that this is something that at least here on this show, we will always kind of be against. Respecting someone's boundaries is so important. It's kind of the basic thing in life. Respect is the first thing that we kind of, as kids growing up, that our parents tell us. But also being in Twitter and the social media, which is kind of, as that split of real life, people can become maybe too familiar with someone to just say, I'm just talking through that computer and maybe become familiar with someone, but still you gotta respect those boundaries and personal information, all that stuff. And I know I'm kind of rambling, but it's, we have to do more than just say we're against it. It's knowing that those people, yeah, you made your apology, you're still not welcome and you don't come back in two weeks and yeah, everything is fine. So I don't know, it's, again, it's personal stuff. So it's how much do we get into it? But at the same time, we have to be able to say no more. It's again, it can always be the woman and the minorities you know, being the ones to step up and denounce this kind of stuff. Not and at the same time, not just the people that follow the person that does the wrong the wrong thing. It's everyone else. Yeah, it didn't affect me, but we have to be upfront and defend everyone and kind of be there for them. So just my quick two cents that I can't really find a good way to say it. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just something to unfortunately start the show with. Yeah. All right, so I think let's try to touch on Star Wars and let's do it. So if you guys are ready, I'm no, I'm ready. Let's talk Star Wars. But before we jump into the new section, Oti, who's out there today? There's a bunch of people actually. So we let's have- say hi to them. No, Norhal is here. She's early. She was getting a little bit. She was here last week a little bit. Yeah. Dale. Hello there, Dale. Dale's How are you doing? Norhal is actually happy with the brown eyes. <laughs> Who is it? Um, Mo's here. Norhal was also happy that you brought this up. And so was Rachel. All Rachel. right. So yep. we have a good Again, I mean, I'll leave it there for now, but it's we have to do more than just send a Twitter thread and say, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, don't do it. I, I just want to say that I have no idea what you're talking about, the specific mm -hmm. details, because you'll tell me later. But 
the fact that I don't have to know the details to understand what you're saying is a problem. So yeah, yeah, because it happens like once a month maybe, and yeah, that sucks. Yeah, and it's also in there. It's when people say a lot of times, "Oh, remember, we're gonna see each other in person and celebration at some point. We gotta mediate." It's like exactly. If I'm gonna see someone in person, I don't wanna be ten feet from this type of behavior and people that support it. I'll prefer to walk down that hallway by myself 20,000 times instead of being associated with someone that disrespected, sexually harassed another person in the fandom just because, oh, I don't want to break that connection when I see them in person. Who the hell cares, right? And the, to, to further that point, you're saying, oh, we'll keep the peace. We're all going to see each other at celebration. Keep in mind that when you say that, not you, not I know, I know. You, I in it. the general sense, mm -hmm. when you say that, Keep in mind that the people who do not feel safe around this kind of behavior see you say that too. And they're yeah. going to see you at celebration as well. Mm -hmm. Or not, as the case may be, yeah. because now they know probably not to feel safe around you. Yeah. And that's one thing that I've seen this past today. I've seen a lot of people say, I don't feel safe now going because I don't know who I'm going to be standing next to. Yeah. And that's a sad, sad state when celebration is a place where kind of everything is forgotten in terms of what's good and bad in Star Wars. But when someone doesn't feel safe to go to a Star Wars convention because of the people around them, then that's more than just, yeah, it's a Twitter problem. It's real life. And we have to find a way to kind of get those people out of here. I don't know. It's, it's more than I can kind of think about right now. But It's more than we right. can fix in an afternoon. Yeah. But we got to try and we'll start at least by making it known out there that we're here to support those people and always be uh, kind of vocal when we see this. All right. And with that said, if you're here, thank you. If it's your first time here, make sure that you subscribe. You like this video, you comment later, all that stuff that you're, you're doing on Twitter. I mean, on YouTube, it's down there in the ticker. You can, you can read it. All right. So now. Star Wars news. Let me get my. I'm not ready. Star Wars news. Where's my thingy? Star Wars news. Star Wars news. Right. So Star Wars news, and I wasn't gonna have any Star Wars news this week, but a couple of things broke late. Still rumors. Still not. Still nothing confirmed. But the first one, I want to start with you, Oti. Rumors that the Obi Wan Kenobi series is coming out May of this year. So in a couple of months, we might see Kenobi back. Thoughts yeah. on this, and do you think it's going to happen? We have May fourth, which is a Wednesday, and then May twenty fifth. As I've said every time you've brought this up, I've been <laughs> waiting for this show since they announced the acquisition. I was waiting for the movie. Now the show. Yeah. Obi was my favorite cow character, so the sooner the better. Um, <laughs> I don't need a trailer. I don't, I just want to see the show. <laughs> and may makes sense because of the whole May Fourth and everything, so that'd be cool. So I, I, by the way, I love that the article of THR had that line at the end that said nothing is official until it's official. I was like, please put that everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So right down there we see THR can always because that's where it came from. The Hollywood Report is not the the High Republic. Oh, when I first <laughs> saw it, THR and I like the High Republic. What? Yeah, Kenobi. So, um, Arsu, big Kenobi fan down there. <laughs> Excited for this to hopefully come out in, what is it, three months from now? I would love that if it did. I have mm. a different theory. Let's, let's hear I it. I think that it's coming out 
late June because mm-hmm. we have that comic coming out in May. We have, yes. I think, three books coming out, two books coming out that have to do with Obi-Wan Kenobi. We have Brotherhood mm-hmm. and then Padawan yeah. coming out, which is reminding me of the like the Journey to publishing program before all the mm. movies came out. And that came out like a month before. So those are coming out like late June, early July. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's when the show starts. Like that they're kind of using publishing to back us into the show. Yeah. I, that's what it reminds me of. So that's what I'm thinking. But I sooner rather than later, yeah. because I love my boy Obi-Wan. But but that's what it started reminding me of when I'm like, so much of this is focused yeah. on Obi-Wan. Maybe that's what they're doing. Yeah, that makes sense. That and makes I had the same, kind of the same idea. Oh, excuse me. I had a big lunch today. Um when the, this new book, this Kenobi comic series, I should say, got announced, it comes out, I believe, in May, and it goes for about five issues, and it ends around that same time frame that you said, June, July, and that's what I said. Maybe it comes at the end because that comic series kind of is a trajectory of, of Kenobi's life. So it kind of makes sense to kind of be that introduction to it. Plus, a few weeks ago or last month, there was another kind of spoilery image i think from the star wars insider that said that the bad batch season two was coming out in spring mm. we don't know we haven't heard anything about that so it seems kind of difficult because they don't do two two series at the same time for both of them to come out around the spring so i thought bad batch first and then can we maybe in the summer but we'll see and maybe with isn't, the end of the book of boba fett we'll, we'll figure something out isn't spring like now like march 20th a... is the first day of spring oh really yeah in puerto rico it's the same climate all year so yeah, for you know, me it's like <laughs> so when people say spring they usually mean like march april may oh, okay and then yeah. okay. well, you, you don't know the spring equinox when the days become come on you gotta learn your lunar calendars and all that stuff you know? i only know all this because all the season changes are are uh, iranian holidays so <laughs> first day of spring oh. is the new year so that's yeah. how i remember it yeah, well, I know at my work, I have to do spring inspections and fall inspections, and my spring inspections start in, in March. So I know it's around March. So I got to use that too. But yeah, in Puerto Rico, it, if it's cold, it's winter. Summer. If it's hot, it's summer. And that's it. We only have to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But the big one, at least for me, and this kind of came out of nowhere yesterday, and it's still, I haven't heard a lot about it. Um, what's Rachel saying? There's a little foot of snow on the ground here. Oh, Rachel, we, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> so another THR, but not the Hollywood Reporter. It's the High Republic news from, I think it was Cineflix that said that there is a High Republic TV series in the works. They said Stranger Things in Star Wars is going to be about, I don't know if it's about the kids in the High Republic or geared towards kids, but extremely excited for the high republic we've been wanting a high republic show for a year now and the other ones on the high republic are some of the best characters so if it follows either the known characters that we know yes and if it's new other ones that we're going to be introduced to in the show yes especially because this report also said that the luminous writers are kind of involved in the scripts of it that's very exciting, at least for myself. Also, did you see this news and where do you fall on it? I did. So where I fall on it is I know it's from Jordan Mason and I know yeah. his his information is usually pretty good. So I'm yeah. I'm taking this more seriously than I would take other rumors. I also, you saying luminous writers are involved. Things are clicking because we know Claudia is a luminous writer. 
We also know Claudia has only done two books. In this yes. Book. I'm Why not saying only. Oh, I know writing a book is hard work. But <laughs> where has she been? Maybe she's been working on this. She's been teasing that she's She's working on something. Yeah, she keeps saying, I'm working on something and I can't talk about it. I'm working on something I can't talk about it. You're you're killing me now. Because when back when Into the Dark came out and I had our friend Andres Alvarez from the 50 Minutes here, we did a review of Into the Dark. And I said back then, I'll still say it, that to me, she's the one that gets Star Wars the most. Yeah, Dave Filoni, I will talk about Dave Filoni today. He knows the lore and the history of Star Wars. But how to make a Star Wars story, I sat with Claudia Gray and I said, oh, she should be involved in TVs or movies. And Andres said, or at least get her in a writer's room to kind of work on some of these things. And who knows now, maybe this is how it all gets to, oh man, High Republic, it's it's the best. I remember ever since the last Jedi days that everyone was debating who should take the reins of Star Wars. Everyone mm. was saying like, Claudia should write a script. She should write a script. So if this is like real and she's involved, I'm going to be so happy because of what you said, like Filoni definitely understands Star Wars, but he's a bit like in his head a lot. Filoni Claudia- understands what Filoni likes. Yeah. 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 And Claudia like puts it in such like a real world understandable way that it would be perfect for her yeah. to be in a show. So we'll hopefully we'll get some news on this soon. Uh, we haven't heard about the new, the High Republic show is coming in a few weeks, I think. And if you follow all those writers on Twitter, they're meeting live in person for the first time in almost a year, they said, in this coming oh, day. So they're planning something. And then Ooh. with phase Let's two kind of... Now. Yes. And phase two going back 150 years, they brought in all these new group of writers, maybe our veterans now can focus a little bit on this show or the new writers there's a lot so i'm excited man i'm excited yeah, i know i know it's a good time to love the higher public oh my god in two weeks i think right arsu is gonna be here again talking yes. the fallen star talking claudia gray oh we'll have our feelings on our sleeves i'm gonna reread it we'll next cry. week i'm i'm, I'm scared of because it's been so long Plus, I have uh, Midnight Horizon, which I read last month, which was another great book. All right. So anyway, so we mentioned Feloni gets in his head. And I think that's one of the issues that we might discuss today a little bit. So let's do it. And let's talk the book of Boba Fett with our book reports. You got to give a grade, grade to this episode because... This one I saw it, I was blown away, but there's a few things. But before we go into specific, Arsu, I always start with our special guest. What are your general thoughts of the series so far? And then without going into specific, because we, we'll get into those, what were your main thoughts about this last episode? General thought of the series so far is episodes one through four feel like a different show. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that five and six are bad, they just feel like a different show. Um, and then general thought, and I was enjoying episodes one through four. And as a piece mm. of Star Wars, I'm enjoying five and six, but I don't know how well they go together. And then general thoughts on episode six was it was a good development of the lore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to manage to tie it back to Boba Fett <laughs> in one episode. Yeah. And I very similar in terms that I love these two episodes as part of Star Wars media out there. As a Star Wars story, the last two episodes have blown me away. As part of the Book of Boba Fett, 
then there is something to discuss. Oti, we kind of know a little bit where you fall on the show because you've been here for all six weeks or five weeks as we did the first two episodes together. But what are your thoughts on episode six, the, that from the desert comes a stranger? It's been, what, three days? I'm, st I'm still, like, thinking about it. <laughs> like, like Arisa said, like, did I love the episode? I cried. I sheared. <laughs> there, there was a, a lot of moments, a lot of things that I've wanted to see for a long time. And they were there. They were great. But I was left with the question, like, was this the time? Was this the place? Mm -hmm. um, going back to the school theme of, the, of it all, I feel like if I'm like a professor who received an assignment, which was like this beautiful writing, this perfect essay on everything, character development, but it was not the assignment. Like that was not the questions that you were supposed to answer. Those were not the characters you were supposed to use. And I'm torn in that way because did I hate the episode? No, not at all. But for the first time, I feel invested in Boba Fett and I was left feeling like, yeah, I want to cut from Luke back to Boba Fett. Like, and so I'm torn in that way. But as a Star Wars thing, loved it 100%. All right. So let's get into, the, I don't want to say controversy, but the discussion out there, I guess, because it all starts. And it's funny because a lot of Boba Fett fans, at least myself, are like, hey, that's fine. The episode was great. <laughs> Who cares? But I understand that a lot of people that grew to love Boba Fett because of what he did in The Mandalorian and the first few episodes want to go back to that character development, that character. And I'm like, yeah, that's okay. I love everything I'm seeing, which a lot of it, and I'll get into it later, I didn't want to see. I did, whatever. <laughs> I'll get to it later. You, you, you know what, what I think? I think you guys are used to Boba Fett getting done dirty. So yeah. when it happened this time, you were like, okay, cool. Yeah, we're used to it. Yeah. I've seen it enough. I, yeah. You get Boba Fett standing there silently, which is what you got before. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, this is a return to form. This is fine. He, he, wait, wait, wait. He he did a head nod. He went like. Just like before. <laughs> he head nodded then. He's head nodding now. There you go. But with no helmets. So at least we got to say to see Tamura, Tamura's face. So, but, so just yeah, going to that discussion out there. I woke up the first time I woke up early for a Star Wars series because I knew based on last week, I wasn't going to be able to avoid spoilers. So I said, I put my alarm early. I woke up at five in the morning, 30 minutes earlier, got everything done, sat down and watched it. I'm glad I watched it because by 6.15, everything is spoiled already almost. But I'm watching this and I'm losing my mind because my boy Cop Vance finally came back. There's little Grogu. We saw Grogu, which I said I'm done with little baby Yoda. I don't need to see him in Mando season three. He came on, on. he was there with Luke, and I'm losing my head. Ahsoka came back, and I'm like, ah, there's freaking Ahsoka, and she's talking to Mando, and Ahsoka with Luke. So I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever, and we'll get into specific, but I love every single aspect of the show, of the episode. I did think it was a little bit long, the training sequence. Some things yeah. couldn't be cut. But I love everything, of course, that revealed with Cat Bane at the end. So I went, did everything, woke up my kids with a big smile on my face. Twitter was fine in the morning, but then as more people started seeing the show, then people started kind of 
having their not complaining about their their views of it on it. And so, then it kind of comes out there's not just one thing. It's not just, yeah, Boba Fett's not there. That, that was the first thing. But was this a time and place to bring Luke into it? Um, did the conversation between Luke and Ahsoka, because now we know that they met before. We didn't see this. So should the first time we saw them together be that first meeting that they had? Uh, the choice that Luke gives Grogu at the end, talking about attachments, what the hell is he talking about? So there's a lot of things that people are kind of bringing to the forefront. Um, also, where do you have any of these kind of same views? And what if there's one specific that you just kind of uh, can get can get into it, or it kind of pulls you away? I guess. Um, generally, it's Luke Skywalker. Let me mm -hmm. be clear. I have nothing against Luke Skywalker, <laughs> but Luke Skywalker pulls focus no matter where he is. <laughs> Suddenly, if he's here, that's all we're talking about, and it's like perfect example. That's all. So, but that aside, mm -hmm. I think the one beat of the story that didn't need to happen here was Luke and Ahsoka because I love Ahsoka Tano. Like everybody knows I love Ahsoka Tano. But her and Luke having this conversation, yes, it has to do with Grogu, but this was such a moment. Yes. It deserved more time than it got. Which means like why couldn't their meeting have been saved for her show? Because she's mm -hmm. getting her own show. You can put you can put Luke Skywalker there. Because, yeah, she's mentioning, yes, the Mandalorian and Grogu have a strong bond. And I told you he'd come back for him and whatever. But this is such a small beat that could have been addressed differently. Like, Luke could have had this conversation with Din or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? So that's the one moment where I'm like, I, I don't know that that needed to happen here. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to the chat for a minute. Mm -hmm. um, Rachel, yeah, she kind of agrees with what Arisa just said. Like, Luke just sucks in the, all the focus. Norhal feels like she went to our George Harrison concert, but the Beatles played instead. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I get that feeling. Um, so, okay, so what are, I agree with you. Like, Luke and Ahsoka meeting is such a, like, a universe-shattering thing. Like, <laughs> this is, like the clone wars that animated spin-off show from the prequels connecting back to a new hope like that's massive mm -hmm. and it's like a it's not a throwaway moment like I, i think filoni understands the gravity of the moment but it's just like there and yeah we've already met i do have a theory though that we're gonna see the meeting probably in the ahsoka show or something because i did feel like ahsoka was like in a different place from where she was in season two because mm -hmm. in that moment she was like you know thinking back to anakin no i'm not gonna train the kid because of what happened and here she seems to be like in a happier place maybe a more peaceful place so i kind of think that meeting took place like somewhere in between i don't know if you guys see it that way so two things so first friend of the show jedi geek girl she's been here a couple of times she's very similar to what you guys say like Why, why is the first time that we see them together? It's they already met. And then I kind of responded to her. Do you think this is going to happen in the Ahsoka? So we're going to see it there. But is it already going to have lost meaning? Because we already saw that, saw them together on the show. And she said, yeah, it's not the same. Because that emotional connection or that emotional shock, we already had it. But it wasn't that initial meeting. So I do understand that. But <laughs> here's why it didn't bother me. 
because I've been saying, I don't know if I've been saying it publicly, but at least for myself, I didn't want Ahsoka and Luke to meet. I knew it was going to happen in the Ahsoka show. I didn't need that moment that everyone wants, and I understand why, and probably when I see it, I'm going to love it. I didn't need Ahsoka telling Luke about Anakin, Anakin's younger days, and Luke telling Ahsoka, yeah, well, he got redeemed at the end. For some reason, I didn't need that. So seeing them together, which is something I didn't want, blew me away. And I, when I saw them, there's a shot, and I'll show it later, of both of them kind of side to side. I just, like you said, Ote, it's the Clone Wars and the original trilogy there on screen, and I'm like blown away. But I understand it's, but now everyone's talking about Luke, and look at the technology that they used to bring Luke. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Book of Boba Fett. Don't worry, I'll do a 20-thread Twitter on why it makes sense. Okay, we don't need that. But at least, like, like someone that didn't want that to happen, I was extremely pleased to see in it. So that's why a lot of times, and I, I said on Twitter, and I'll say it here, even though I love the show, the episode, every critique that I've seen is valid, but it doesn't take away from my enjoyment. And that's fine. We don't all need to agree. We're all gonna have different views today. We're all gonna have fun about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anything anything else to add? I, I actually agree with you in that I didn't want to see Luke and Ahsoka's first meeting. I knew it was inevitable that they were gonna yeah. meet at some point, but it almost feels like that's too private for us to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a good like, way of putting it. Business. Yeah, man, because I'm okay with us seeing that, okay, they've established and her being like, so much like your father. Like, okay, so you've talked about Anakin. That's your, that's your business. That's not my business. You know what there's, I mean? I'm okay with there's that. no way that moment lives up to the hype that's been like exactly. justifiably like, built around it because it's a huge moment. <laughs> It'd be something just seeing like when Ahsoka shows Dean, hey, there's Grogu with Luke and they see them in the mountain someone just looking from afar and they're kind of talking. We don't know what they're talking about. And then they hug or something. You know, they had that private conversation during that moment. It's kind of for them. What's Rachel? Rachel's adding, I might have freaked out most of CR2D2. You know who didn't freak out? Dean Jaren, because he said, hey, droid, is this yeah. a bench? Poor Dean doesn't man. know he's in Star Wars. He knows nothing. <laughs> Gotta love the guy. What was that last one? Com that last uh, comment. Up. The chat's talking about how time in Star Wars work. We've talked about it before. It's it's weird and it doesn't work. Mo, Mo, <laughs> just, went, Mo just said like this has like yeah. uh, Empire Strikes Back complex. Like it's time even real. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask how much time has passed since we saw Ahsoka Mando season two. We talked about it Oti, last week because you didn't think this was going to happen. I told you it's going to start with Mando going to see Grogu and you know it's not going to happen. How much time did, has passed that he already misses him? I don't understand. A few weeks. A few weeks. It's been, it. it's, it's been three days. Well, they, you know, they take over Boba's palace, Boba's palace, Jabba's palace, and then presumably a couple days later, everybody starts coming to pay tribute. Mm -hmm. Fine. And then Fennec, when she's giving everybody the recap, of where we're at so far with the map, she says, for the last few weeks. Oh. It's, been, it's been a few yeah. weeks. But I didn't pay attention because I saw Boba Fett. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Boba Fett. I didn't hear what was there. How much time between the finale and the time they killed Bib Fortuna? It can't be that long. I, I, I imagine them going, like, we got to deal with something. But <laughs> maybe, like, a couple more weeks. 
don't know. Yeah, like maybe like Who four knows? months at most. Maybe they went on a honeymoon before. Ooh. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. You? I don't know. Come on, Bonek. Like they went to like Naboo and hung out on the beach <laughs> oh. for a couple yeah, we got a Naboo Starfighter. We got to go back to Naboo. Yeah. And I love, and I'll, t- I'll talk about it later. Um, so, Norhal is silent, but first, Dean called him, hello, friend. That's character. Yeah, that's a I lot of people have been, yeah. He hated droids. He saw R2. Hey, friend. I was freaked out when I saw R2 because I just saw the little antenna coming down. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's a droid. And then it's R2. <laughs> but when Fennec went on a honeymoon before, you know it. Mr. Rats is here, King R2. <laughs> Come on, Rachel. Yeah, but we know they did. It's canon. <laughs> it, I don't know. I'm the sorry, I brought the bonic energy. I didn't mean to. No, that's fine. It's I brought it myself. If you're here, I, I got to prepare myself for it. But we're all in favor of bonic. So let's talk real quick about the technology, about seeing Luke Skywalker back compared to last time in Mando Season 2, which is a work in progress. They brought this YouTuber that does deep fake technology went leaps and bounds in a year and a half or whatever. And now a lot of people complained or, hey, why is his voice kind of weird? And then, yeah, in the Mando Gallery last time, Dave Filoni's, I mean, Favreau said they're working now on deep faking voices and all that. And maybe that's where the voice came in. First off, thoughts of seeing Luke and how realistic it he's, he looked. And then where are we going? Not just, yeah, for movies it's great, but this is going to affect real life pretty soon that anything can be emulated. And that's kind of scary. It's extremely scary that they that they can deep fake Mark Hamill so effectively. Yeah. It's very scary on a real world level mm-hmm. because who knows what else is getting yeah. deep faked. And it's concerning on a story level because then they don't have to move past anybody. That's they nice. can make, <laughs> you know, Luke, Han, and Leia adventures forever. And I don't know how you guys feel about this, but like, I like Alden Ehrenreich's take on Han Solo. I love it. Dif- I love it. Okay, great. It's a, it's a different energy. It's not Harrison Ford, but... He's supposed to be younger. It's supposed to be different. I wish post-Mando, if Luke was going to become a regular presence, that they would have just... let his body double do it. Um, yeah. Max Lloyd-Jones, because he looks enough like Mark Hamill. And so... He got the mannerisms, because yeah. the way from right. the neck down, he did great. Yeah. yeah. And like, well, I, I buy it. You tell me that's Luke Skywalker. I'm like, okay, that's Luke Skywalker. It's great. Yeah. I... With Luke, it's weird, because we know there's a reverence to Mark Hamill. We know they call him. So... You know, if they go like, we're going to deep fake your voice, and he's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's no problem. But what happens when that respect and reverence goes away? What happens if, in like 20 years, someone doesn't care about Carrie's legacy and he's like, yeah, we're going to make a uh, Leia show and we're going to deep fake her and we don't care about what Billy Lord thinks or something? So, yeah, it's scary. Breaking from that, I loved it. I thought he looked awesome and it's also scary because i was on board for recasting luke if he was gonna be like a regular but Mm -hmm. looking at how he looked i'm like this works yeah sure yeah he looks great but he doesn't like he looks and he sounds accurate but like there's a warmth to real people Mm -hmm. like even to luke skywalker like to young mark hamill there is a warmth to him that's missing because they're putting his voice through a machine so he's not speaking to rosario mm-hmm. dawson he's not reacting in real time so it's yeah. like 
it's not there. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it, that's that's my argument for recasting. It, it kind of had like prequel vibes of very wooding acting, just people saying lines. But right, but uh, I, I, at least I, they I, were working yeah, yeah. with, no, no, with no, what they had. Like, yeah, I agree. I agree. Not... Yeah, it yeah. worked. It also worked because he was there. He was standing and talking. It wasn't any big actions. He was when he was running. If you look, yeah, that's Max Landis running there. They didn't deep fake him for running, so he's he's not there for a full show of Luke Skywalker, whoever. But going back, I I love um, Alan and like uh, Solo. I've said here when I think of Han Solo, that's the picture that comes to mind is him. And I was on the minority when uh, Rise of Skywalker was coming out, or before that, and they were saying, are they going to defake Leia, uh, use um, past um, whatever deleted scenes, or recast? I was okay with recasting. I understand some actors kind of, this is, they're kind of 100% that character. But at the same time, the character kind of has to move on just to tell the story. So I was okay with recasting Carrie, uh, Leia, Princess Leia. But now when they decided not to do that and now not recasting Luke Skywalker, we know they're not going to do it anymore. Now, this technology is already far advanced. They're just going to move ahead. And like you said, Arsu, Han Solo is going to come back at some point and it's going to be Harrison Ford deep fake 50 years. Ugh. And Harrison Ford <laughs> has a very distinct way of stalking and also Han Solo. So if that, I think we're going to notice that, especially in that speech. But unfortunately, I think it's going to happen. But technology-wise, because Lucasfilm and Star Wars and George Lucas is probably over his head, they're always pushing the envelope. This is a great kind of jump in technology. But the real-world implications of it, it's kind of scary. And I was watching... Sorry, you want to go ahead and say something, Nati, before I kind of diverge no, no, finish, a little bit? Finish up, finish up. I was watching this show on Apple TV, Invasion. It's about aliens and, and stuff. And I'm spoiling it. I'm sorry. Um, at the end, aliens are kind of replicating someone's voice, and then some people kind of notice, oh, there's not a, it's not taking any breath to say the words, it's just replicating the voice. And I had seen that about two days before this happened, and then, oh, aliens are going to be doing this when they invade, and we're already doing it for them. It's a weird thing I started. Anyway. All right. So another big issue and then we'll jump into the episode, was the lack of Boba Fett. I kind of defended it by saying everything that happened on Tatooine affects Boba Fett's current story. Mm -hmm. But we haven't seen Boba Fett or Fennec Shan really for two hours. And we only have one episode left when they have to kind of bring all this together in 50 minutes. Arsu, are you kind of, I know you said you're hoping but how down were you for another episode of Nobo of a kind of character develop, char not development, but kind of being there in his own show? I mean, I was at least relieved that they're kind of furthering his story because mm -hmm. Cobb Vanth and the Pikes and eventually Cad Bane, all of that. I'm like, okay, this is all feeding into Boba's story, mm -hmm. but there, there is no reason um, that we had to follow Din to see Luke, we could have started Mando mm -hmm. season three that way. And then we would know where yeah. that gap was. And then we could stick with Grogu while he's making his choice while Din goes back to do the plot of Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> but, you know, Din saying, oh, I know somebody, I can go get help. And he goes to Freetown by himself. Boba could have gone with him. You know what I mean? Like they, they could have both been there. Boba could have presented his case because Din is like, hey, mm -hmm. you know me, you owe me a favor. But like, this isn't Din's war, it's Boba's. 
So I'm like, even just little things like that, like keeping him involved in his own plot would have gone a long way, even if it doesn't materially change the story you're telling. And I never honestly thought I'd be sitting anywhere advocating <laughs> for more Boba Fett, but, yeah. but here we are. Like, you know, we've got him not doing anything this episode and we have Fennec recapping episodes one through four for us. <laughs> and that's all she did. And I'm like, these are the leads of your show. And they haven't done anything in two hours. So it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating. And yeah. I like, hope it all comes together next week. But I don't. I'm now yeah. managing my expectations. Mm -hmm. That's something that I've seen a lot of people say. Because, again, I love everything. Watching the show, I watched it three times already. I love every single second of it. But a lot of people have said, why didn't Dean just take Boba with him to talk to Cobb Vanth? And I'm trying to defend it which I don't need to, but trying to, oh, I think that's a longer conversation. Like, why the hell did you have my armor? And I think Boa and Cobb Vance will have a little bit of an argument. But that would be fun. It'll be fun. I, and then you can. I don't, I don't even think there's beef there. Like, He misses his armor. Honestly. He said, we both lost something we were fond of. And, Bo and Boa's going to say, mother, you've had my armor you for were, five years. It was mine. Too bad. <laughs> you gave it to some Jawas. Or anyway, but then I think, okay, you, you cut part of that Luke storyline or the Mando storyline, and then you can add five more minutes to that conversation. Yeah, it could could have worked, and it does make sense to kind of, it's, hey, dude, you're the one that has that problem. Come come help me convince this guy. But Audie, there's what's going on with Boba Fett? Why are we seeing? Oh, Rachel knows what's happening. What's, what's Rachel saying? <laughs> to flirt interference. There we go. There we go. Uh, no, they were absolutely flirting, Rachel. Yeah, <laughs> you guys leave. We, we gotta. We have some talking, some planning yeah. to do. I, I know uh, someone who can help. Maybe he did. Oh, I'll go with you. No, 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 no. I, I got. I only have a one one seat on my ship. You don't fit. Yeah. And that I have banter, no. Fine, I'll take mine. Yeah, that banter is too slow. Uh, no slave one. You need to refuel. But yeah. Oti, how did you fail? Failed with no Boba Fett again for a second second straight episode. Again, I'm missing him. I'm missing <laughs> Tamora. Um it I had the that's what I dislike the most about this show. Like it went so far like to another thing that I was constantly checking the time to be like, mm -hmm. okay, how much time do we have left to go back to the main story? And uh, like yeah, I miss him. Uh, I now hope that the finale will be all Tamora and and Fennec, but yeah, I'm dying to see like his story continue because it was actually interesting and compelling. Yeah, it was. I checked that first Luke Mando whatever was I think 21 minutes, and then coming back for the end was another two minutes, so almost 25 minutes of half the episode was spent away from Tatooine. And then the other half on Tatooine didn't have anything to do with Boba. I said a five-second kind of head nod. So, yeah, I understand all the, the reasoning behind. Come on, it's his show. And then Twitter has 20 things. It's just, it's a book. It's a book and a chapter, Mando story, and then 20 Twitter threads on why it connects with something happened 30 years ago. And I can't read it because I get, I don't like threads. If I need to read 20 Twitters, 20 tweets and why something makes sense. It didn't make sense. All right, so let's get into it. Like we all been saying, my guy, there he is, Cop Vanth, came back. I was so happy at five in the morning. He's staring down pikes, throwing spice. He's about to, he could retire with all that spice. Oti, I've been saying it for five weeks now. 
Cobb Vance is the only one that makes sense. Wasn't here last week. He's back. Yeah. You saw Cobb Vance. How happy were you? Oh, I was very happy. Very, very. I love that scene. And the whole, like, think it over, think it over. <laughs> and I, I even love that little moment when he throws away the spice because that comes back later mm. to tell you that he's not corruptible. Like, he's set in his ways and no amount of spice or money is going to make him change. So great reintroduction to that character. This is one, and you, you have it back there, Arshu, the, the Aftermath trilogy. Chuck Wendig will give you props, even if Lucasfilm didn't do it. Cop Vanth created by... Mm. There he is. Yours. I haven't read them. I and actually I'll have them over there. So oh, double, I, double nine. I don't, I, I don't have them, sorry. It's one of the first few books. I recommend them. They're good. They bridge that good. OT sequel um, bridge. Yeah. I just heard that the first one wasn't good. But the second and third one are, and they're the like 500 pages. Sorry? The, the first one is slow. Oh, I don't mind the, that. But they're the long. Thing is, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> but it sets up it, the crew so that you care by books two and three. I think you're going to agree with me. It, it's an odd series to be like the first story after Return mm. of the Jedi. And I think yeah. that got some backlash to it, but time has passed, and when you think of the story, it's very good it's a very good series if you take them in isolation it's a little odd but yeah. as part of like all of this mm -hmm. canon it it fits in very neatly all right i might there's just so many books coming out but i might but cup vanth i hated the idea of someone else having boba fett armor when the aftermath series came out and i heard people talking about this interlude and this character the Marshal of Freetown that has Boba Fett's armor. We don't know if it's really Boba Fett or not. This Cop Vanth guy. I mean, I was livid. I'm not going <laughs> to buy this because... And then Cop Vanth is going to be Mando Season 2. No, please. First episode, episode comes. Oh, Mandalorian, the sheriff or whatever. The Marshal. And the camera pans. And it's the armor. There's this lanky guy. I'm like, God damn it. Here's this Cop Vanth guy. And now he's one of my favorite characters in all of the Mandoverse. I love what Timothy Oliphant has done with him. I love the whole look. I wish I had gray hair to do this. I love everything about Cobb Vanth. That's why I've been clamoring for him. And I would watch 100% a series based on an actual Western or cop show just on Tatooine with him. He can carry a whole series by himself. His demeanor is, oh, can you go tell everyone to go inside for a spell? All his mannerisms and the way he acts in this show, I love it. So I love seeing Cobb Vanth again. Anyway, so yeah, the pies come. Think it over. Shoes everyone. Yeah, we're back on Tatooine. Psych. We're going now to follow Dean. How does Dean know where Grogu is? How can he Maybe still follow him? He chased Luke down the <laughs> elevator on the oh. ship. And he's like, can I just get your number and your address in case I need to check on him? Yeah. I I kind of have the feeling like the minute that elevator closed, that opened it up again, and he's like, oh, dude, here's my phone, just in case you need me. <laughs> yeah. In case I have questions. I'm taking your kid, see. man. I'm taking, yeah. I'm taking what, your kid. So. What's your contact information? What's his, what are his he allergies? He his name. He just <laughs> handed Grogu over. <laughs> yeah, and then after he left, he's asking Bo-Katan, oh, who was that guy? Skywalker? Let me write this down. They didn't even know until Boba showed up, like came back. <laughs> And then they're like this blonde Jedi with green lightsaber. <laughs> Boba's like, "Hang on, Luke Skywalker was here." Yeah. 
that all right but then we go to another great scene and we see our uh, first we got like five of these inner thigh shot i know a lot of people love we see look at him on space facebook yes nor how maybe they do have space facebook instagram <laughs> look just posting pictures of grogu on instagram look at my cute <laughs> anyway we got to see the building of the new jedi temple or jedi academy we saw the ant droids building this which looked great mando seeing hello friend to little r2 and then then i have it and then he meets ahsoka which was extremely surprised to see ahsoka here because we i kind of knew that cop vance was gonna come drogo and all that and then seeing ahsoka there were you guys surprised to see Ahsoka and even surprised that we kind of got this scene of Mando going visiting Grogu? Oti, let's start with you because you were kind of, eh, we're, I don't think we're going to see this. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. And when I saw Ahsoka, my jaw dropped. And I, <laughs> as I was putting it back on, I realized, wait, she knows Luke. So it fell back up. Back again. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, I was shocked. I was surprised. It was a lot longer than I thought. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, okay, so we're go we're gonna be cutting from Tatooine to this place back and forth throughout the whole episode. That was not the case, um, but yeah, as I was watching, I was like pleasantly surprised. I must say, yeah, I'm a friend of the family, and that kind of just bring Anakin all to it, and that's where I oh no, poor Anakin. Ah, well, yeah, also seeing Ahsoka there, seeing the building of the temple, knowing what's gonna happen to it in the Last Jedi. How are you that's feeling? A whole, that's a whole other series <laughs> of feelings. Let me start with Ahsoka. I wasn't super surprised because I knew, like they were saying, you know, Dave Filoni co-wrote this. I'm like, mm -hmm. he's probably going to bring Ahsoka back because it's Dave Filoni. So she yeah. showed up. I'm like, yes, that absolutely tracks. <laughs> um, I wasn't like positive we were going to see her, but I was reasonably confident. But the building of the temple, I think, is a very interesting connection from a story point of view because mm -hmm. it does put us in that last Jedi era mind space. And then with that already in the back of our head, seeing the way Luke gets with Grogu and he's like, you know, foregoing attachment and this is the Jedi way. And we're saying, well, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Like your attachment to Vader is the reason you saved Vader. Like, you know, this yeah. isn't a bad thing. You're just parroting this Jedi dogma you don't super believe, which seemed weird until you realize that this is what probably what he did at his yeah. school. This is probably why Ben Solo felt compelled to like listen to the voices in his head because Precisely. they were telling him something he wanted to hear as opposed to Luke who's telling him something he thinks he should be saying. So I'm like, okay, this is all both visually and mm -hmm. from a story perspective, this is all tying together very nicely with like Luke's character arc and bridging it into the sequels. Again, was this the best show for it? Maybe not. But from from that larger mm -hmm. story, you actually quite liked all the all the back and forth connections. Yeah, it's and seeing Ahsoka. <laughs> no, I thought Otto was gonna say it's hard sometimes. I have something you, to say, but go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Huh? You, you go. You, you, you guys are the guests. I'll stand. Me down. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I saw this shatter on Twitter of people being shocked on Luke being so strict with the dogma, and I'm like, this is literally gonna blow up in his face, face in like 25 years. Yeah, and and like. I don't know where the perception that Luke is perfect came from because ever since the sequel started, it's been like this backlash that that, is, that isn't Luke. Luke constantly fails. Like, he, that's his thing. He fails and he makes up for it. That's what, for mm -hmm. me, makes him such a great character because he fails and he stands up again. Always stand up. That's what he tells yeah. um, Grogu. 
and that's his thing. So yeah, I, I found it very much in line, him learning from Yoda and Obi-Wan, people who were very strict with the dogma, to also be in, in that line. And that's why that's why his fall in the sequels hits so hard, because that's the mm -hmm. one time he messed up, fell down, and couldn't stand back up. He couldn't Precisely. fix the mistake he made. And that's why he just went, well, and then Bye. went off to Octo. <laughs> He's going to go hang out with some fish nuns. Bye, guys. <laughs> Yeah, and we still don't know where this Grogu storyline is going to go. We kind of assume that he's going to go back with Mando, and we'll talk that at the end, but he's got a bunch of other students coming, and what's going to happen that leads then to the fall of Ben Solo. And I, to me, again, it was it's in line. Uh, he got a couple of minutes in uh, Jedi training with Obi-Wan and with Yoda, and then, but that doesn't make you, yeah, Jedi Master, Luke Skywalker, now go start your school and your academy. Okay, how do I do this? And also, I, I read your review of the episode on geekywaffle.com. You, you should go check it. And it's something that I, before I read it, I'm in the same place as you were. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you're going to be a good teacher. You might know how to do this. Now go teach it to someone to have the patience to do it. Every person learns differently. Not everyone's going to be able to do it. So, of course, it's going to make mistakes. And this is one of them that eventually is going to lead to The Last Jedi. So it does connect. Is it going to be fading for 30 years or how? Not 30, because Ben Solo starts having those issues pretty early on. But, yeah, it kind of it tracks. Ben Solo's alive at this point. He must ben be like, two, like five years old. One, five? five years okay. Old. Yeah. So he's about, he's about three, four years away from going okay. to, to the academy. Okay. So real quick, quick, um, Rachel, she sees our point, but she's she had a hard time seeing all of that happen. So, yeah. Yeah, because we know, especially reading the High Republic, we kind of, what the hell are you doing? Didn't you just, I'm not going to spoil a comic book and I'm that's, making that look at. But that's why, that's why I'm so interesting to see what happens after nine, because we hope Ray continues some version of the order, but... I really hope she doesn't make the same mistakes. We see like a new reborn Jedi order. So yeah. I wish she doesn't. I hope she doesn't start a new to. school. It's like, oh, why? Maybe she doesn't. No. Maybe she doesn't. Yeah, just do your thing. For you. you got your cool saber. You can do whatever you want. She's, Find a she's way to get so, your, your man back. She's so burdened with the weight of everybody else's expectations, even still. Yeah. Like, if she starts a school, it's just going to. Yeah, I don't think she's going to. She's not going to have a good time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Luke training Grogu. Yeah, we got the scene with the frogs. I love that Luke didn't have a second patient to walk with Gro Grogu. And he just, come on, dude, move it along. Just move. I love that because I've been there. Just hurry up because we got to get there. Pick the baby I, up instead of letting them walk. I also loved how Grogu being distracted with everything around him. Like, he's going through what... Yoda went through training him, like, and mm -hmm. it's all like hitting him back in the ass. <laughs> yeah, and then he took him up the trees. He went all Bilbo Baggins, looking at the top of the forest. Took me right to the Hobbit, and like I've seen this before. Where are the little butterflies? But if you have butterflies in Star Wars, it has another meaning. So, but then we have um, Ahsoka and Din Djarin talking about you can't go see him. Are you doing this for yours, for him, or for yourself? It's going to be harder for him. And I understand people wanted to see them together. 
but it brought me back to being a parent, taking my kids to kindergarten for the first time, and the teacher saying, you got to get out. If they, they're fine right now, if they see you, they're gonna just go. You gotta break that because they need the space. But but I wanna be there. And me and my wife are remember when we left our daughter the first time and we were crying in the parking lot. So I understand both Dean's point and Ahsoka, like, dude, you can't be here right now. Just break my 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 heart as a parent. Um, but then Luke goes, Oh, you remember little Yoda, whatever. Do you remember your home? You want to remember? I'm like, oh, we're going to see the planet. No, it's freaking Order 66 again. <laughs> Let's revisit this. And it looked awesome as all Order 66 look. First time in 20 years that we see live action clone troopers. I don't know if these are CGI or real people. They look awesome. But poor Grogu is revisiting this trauma. We still know, don't know who picked him up, who saved him, or who took him. Arsu. Order 66 again. I know some people are saying, did Grogu give consent to this? What the hell is going on? I'm crying. I, I feel like he and Luke have been adequately communicating, so I feel like he yeah. probably okayed it. But it, like probably like an okay, I guess I need to remember mm -hmm. whatever. And now it's just like, whoa. Yeah. But Order 66, <laughs> and it's not even May the 4th. Like they're breaking with, <laughs> they're breaking with tradition. They just getting ready for Kenobi and seeing it again. I inevitably on May the 4th, we're going to have to relive order 66 in some way or another, but I don't, I don't know. Like I like that, that we didn't go into who saved Grogu from the temple yet, mm -hmm. because that's a much bigger story than we could, yeah. than we could address in less than an hour. But I don't know. I think we all kind of suspected he was at the temple when it happened. So to see that confirmed did not make it any easier. It was very <laughs> sad. Very sad. And again, because I was expecting to see this lush planet with all these little Yoda walking around. Now it's freaking clone troopers mowing down Jedi. I love when they pull back and it's Grogu looking at it. You can still see the little crumbs from the from his jacket or whatever as he's looking yeah. his POV. So sad. And then the <laughs> troopers, oh, there he is. Oti, Order 66. Like Rachel said, do you need therapy bills that Filoni needs to pay? Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> um, um, the, the 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 clone troopers look very good, though. Yeah, I love the. I I think it was practical, but at this point, I, I don't even know anymore. But it looked good, so yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are saying that it's practical, but I don't know. There's like ten troopers. You can see only the first four, but there's more back there, and I don't know for a ten second scene. I'm sure yeah, this flashback will come back maybe Mando season three, but I think it's too much to build all this kind of armor just for that. I don't it feels know. digital to me. Like they have all the digital assets from Revenge of the Sith anyway. Yeah. So I, I love them in the prequel trilogy. I know a lot of people say there wasn't one single armor built. I don't care. They look great then. They look great now. Yeah. What's Nor saying? Just tell us it was an injured Mace Window who saved him. I mean, Sam Jackson is already filming Secret Invasion. He can join for a few scenes. Yes, and I'm again, I'll be the, the grumpy one. I don't want Mace Window to come back. Leave him dead. He fell out a window. Yeah, he's a Jedi. Splat. Sorry. You're dead. I, I hate two Jedi. I, I hate many Jedi, <laughs> but I hate two Jedi. <laughs> Luminara and Mace Window. I think they're the embodification of everything wrong with the order and i don't want to see mace window back i'll be happy when he eventually comes back and he has a 
one arm, but I don't want to see him back. What if it was Quinlan Voss? And I only that's, say this because I want Quinlan Voss cool. and then that's eventually cool. Asajj Ventress and he's going to bring her back from the dead and they're <laughs> going to fall in love. And you know I have a contract <laughs> mind. But I like start this. thinking. I like this. Quinlan Voss and they, they has to be a hashtag name for them already. Oh, the, uh, there definitely is because they're like, because Dark Disciple. Asajj's. I haven't yeah, read Dark, freaking Dark Disciple. Dark Disciple is their love story. You haven't read Dark Disciple? No, I suck. Okay, so sorry. Dude it, dude, it connects so well to the Clone uh, Wars. No, and and the the Dooku one, uh, Jedi no, which I love, and I fell in love with Asajj Ventress there, and I fell in love with Dooku. Read it, I... man. Half of it is Asajj's point of view, and it goes in so much into like the Dooku stuff. Like, if nothing else, read yeah. Dark Disciple. All right. All right, stop guilting me. I'll get it. I probably won't. No, Quinlan Vos. There you go. He'll... <laughs> Just retcon the ending. Just retcon the ending. The rest of yeah. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't even know where I was going. Yeah, someone saved Sorry. Grogu. Oh, I mean, not the love story. Just the power. Asash die. This was noise saying, yeah, we'll get retcon at some point. Or not. It's from a different point of view. Um. Yeah, I don't want Mace Windu to come back. I don't hate him. I think he was justified in what he did in season seven. We don't have time to it, so don't don't jump it. We don't have time to it for it. Uh, but then the big the big thing, Luke and Ahsoka saw each other for the first time, at least for our on our end. And this shot here just blew my Star Wars loving mind. Uh, so much like your father again, bringing Anakin into it. He gives her a little look, a half smile. We already talked about it, but when you guys saw this for the first time, Luke and Ahsoka, Otto, you kind of mentioned it and just kind of talk a little bit more about it. Seeing this connection now, tear roll, roll, roll down your face. <laughs> I was very emotional, yeah. So Arsu, Ahsoka, Luke Skywalker together again, or for the first time, I should say. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm -hmm. Again, like as a piece of the larger yeah. story, because this is something I'd been wondering about. I'm glad it wasn't their first meeting. Um, I did think it was a little weird that Ahsoka was essentially agreeing with Luke's point on attachment. I'm like, mm -hmm. you walked away from the Jedi Order. Like, you know <laughs> what they're like. So I don't, I don't know if she's just trying to push Din away so that Grogu can make his own decision because she recognizes that that's what's important. And she knows that Din going to see him will like make his mind up for him. Mm -hmm. that's what i choose to believe because otherwise it doesn't track for me but it's not a total denial but no i liked i, I genuinely liked seeing them together and as much as i said i don't like when luke skywalker pops up and stuff i wouldn't mind if he popped up in ahsoka i yeah so the attachment thing i i see it because i'm also like luke come on but i also saw it as luke being like this life is hard this life requires your a hundred percent of your attention and yeah there's this whole you can't see your dad thing which is wrong but i think it, ahsoka understands like it's kind of a lonely life because she's been out there doing good everywhere and that's why i, I kind of gave her a pass for being like yeah attachments you got to stay away from them i don't know if you guys saw it that way also or it's one of those things that we talked about before, Oti, that as I'm watching the, the show, none of this makes sense in terms of connecting all this. I'm just, 
ah, what yeah. am I seeing? And then two hours later, it's like, okay, let me sit sit back. And yeah, why is Ahsoka talking about attachments and all this stuff? But again, we don't know what her life after Clone Wars, when we see her back in Rebels and see her here, everything that kind of happened that might have changed her mind. But I don't know, maybe, maybe something happened. All right, so we talked already enough about it. And we'll come back and talk about the ending and uh, the big choice at the end. But then we have Din Djarin going back to Tatooine to talk with with Boba Fett. I love the, the shot of the Jawas with the Kray Dragon's head as a trophy. We got the, the whole gang is back together. We have Din and Mando meeting. I love Solid Din and Cop Band meeting. And we already talked about Boa Fett should have gone with Mando to meet Cop Van. But I love when they met again, Cop Vance quickly. Where's the little guy? The second person. Hey, Mando, how you doing? Where's Grogu? Same as <laughs> Pelimoto. And they're like, oh, come on. We both lost something we we're fond of. But I really love that Dean, that Cop Vance is a prequel stand as soon as he saw the Starfighter. Is that a Naboo Starfighter? <laughs> he went straight to it. He didn't care. Oh, you're back. You're standing up. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's like, man, I want one of those. <sighs> but yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, it's a good one. Yeah. Then they have, they have this conversation. Um, were you thinking that he was going to be, yeah, let's go ahead and do this because of what happened at the, at the beginning with the pikes? I was a bit surprised that he said this is in our fight because he just saw the pikes already in their, their territory. So a bit surprised it took him a little bit to come around. Um, Oti, what were your thoughts on this kind of conversation between them and trying to get Cobbanks to help out? He's playing hard to get. Like that's that's all. He's playing <laughs> yeah. hard to get. Um, yeah, no, I, I was also surprised because he was like, "It's not our problem." I'm like you just killed like three pikes, man. Like, <laughs> what do you mean it's not your problem? So, but yeah, I, I love the meeting again. Um, Phantom Menace is probably the only movie in Freetown, so that's why he was like, oh, Naboo Starfighter. <laughs> I love they brought that back. That Yeah, most people go, we call it Freetown now. So I did love that part. Yeah. Um, so, Arsu, any more on this on that? Or if you want, we can go straight. You can talk about seeing the little, the, this guy coming back and the whole thing with, you know, cop band, I mean, there is Cat Bane coming. So your thoughts on that last kind of tattooing part? That last, just the bit with Cobb Banth. I think he, he was just in denial. Like, mm -hmm. I dealt with that. I don't have to. And then Din points out that, like, that probably wasn't the only time it's going to happen. And that's mm -hmm. when he starts to come around. So. Yeah. yeah and I did, so. <laughs> did love going back into that. They were flirting when he goes, oh, that's the thing with you, Mando. That smile always gets you, lets you get away with stuff or something like that. Yeah, boyfriends. You're right, Rachel. Um, but then the oh, big, yeah, yeah. Then we have Cat Bane coming with the big western comes back as soon as you saw the silhouette. We all knew it was Cat Bane finally coming, looked great in live action. I thought my guy Cop Vance was gonna get it, I thought he was gonna die because you're not gonna bring like Don't Holly said, Cat MF Bane, you're not bringing Cat Bane and he's gonna get killed by Cop Vance. So I'm like, crap, here goes. Cop Bandit is dead, but then uh, Sheriff Mag doesn't shut his mouth, walks out of the, the tavern, and like, okay, we're cool. He's the one that's getting shot and got like five shots. And yeah. Cop Bandit, one on the shoulder. As soon as he stepped down, like, okay, he's dead. But Arsu, 
your first thoughts when you saw Cat Bane and then that how all that played out. Everyone's freaked out now how scary he looks. And he acts. was terrifying. <laughs> I like I was you know watching it at like six o'clock in the morning, yeah. so it's dark outside. There's barely any light mm -hmm. in the room, and the camera pans up to his face, and I'm like sitting back <laughs> on the couch, like just to get myself a little further away. He is mm -hmm. very scary in live action, mm -hmm. which I don't I don't think I realized how scary Duros would look yeah. in real life, but. I was excited he was here. I'm like, this makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like Boba. He doesn't like Fennec because of the Bad Batch. He can't pick a fight with anybody his own age. So <laughs> I just, I don't know. I was I was very excited that Cad Bane was here. And I'm not even yeah. that big like a Cad Bane stand. But mm -hmm. I, I like Cad Bane in Clone Wars, obviously. I wasn't, again, I was big, huge kind of stand of him. But I do like the look. It's one of those great looks out there. Um, I, it's funny, things that I... Usually don't like, and now I'm missing. He didn't have his toothpick, which was kind of <laughs> odd. Which I, because Crosser has one. I like. Why do all the shooters need toothpick? I didn't like it on Crosser. Because it's then, cool. Because they cool. can't have a cigarette. That's why. Yeah, yeah. TV, no cigarettes. <laughs> but it was kind of amazing that he didn't have the toothpick there just to throw it. I maybe he will do it to Boba if I just flick it through his helmet. Uh, he but I love how Boba Fennec is gonna kill him. <laughs> yeah, dude, what the hell? Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I love, and I didn't check, but I'm guessing it's the same voice actor that voiced him yeah. in the Clone Wars and uh, Bad Bash. It sounded great, looked great. Uh, stay out of this. We'll match for their pain. I love Cop Vanth. Is that a friendly advice or a, or a threat? I, I love everything that comes out of his mouth. Were you afraid that this might be the end of Cop Vanth, Audi, when? Cat Bane kind of was hiding behind a banta for 20 minutes waiting for Din Djarin to leave and then walk from two miles away. The minute I saw that silhouette, I was like, he's a goner. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to say that moment, Filoni has grown so much as a, as a director. That moment was perfect because many things like he, you don't need to know Cat Bane and Clone Wars and everything that came before to understand what he is. He represents Boba Fett's past. He just straight up says like, mm -hmm. you know, that Boba Fett he did jobs for the Empire. He's not a good guy. And that's what he's bringing to the show. Like, Boba Fett's trying to change and he here's this guy who's like, you're not going to change. You're mm -hmm. the same. He's like, if Boba Fett never ever had this change of heart. Mm -hmm. If he stayed like, because he won't... Cad Bane is a character that will never change. He's evil, and I I, I love that he's like dissing Boa Fett for working for the Empire. And like you worked for the Sith, man. Like, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> so it, it was very well handled because you didn't need to know everything that we as Clone Wars Clone Wars fans know to understand what he is and what he represents. Yeah, I mean everything with Cad Bane was great. Terrifying, as you guys said. I'm just going to highlight this comment real quick because I was going to ask this anyway from Nor saying, also, what if Cat Bane was the one who killed the Tuscan tribe? Is this something you guys think actually happened that the Pikes paid Cat Bane to do it and just make it look like it was a Captain Strider so they could, Boba Fett could just get them out of the way and now they don't have to pay tribute to anyone? If you want to go ahead, Ariza. No, you go, you go ahead. Okay, so yeah, I think so because that comment... Fennec said in, in that episode with the whole like um she she was skeptical of the Tuscans dying at the hands of that gang. Yeah. That wasn't there on an accident. That was purposely put in there. 
So now he he's brought back, and that kind of makes more sense. And yeah, I can't wait for Boa to find out because that's gonna be like, okay, this is very personal now because so they already we, have beef. Are we going to see the? I mean, it's gonna happen. Maybe not the same way as the Clone Wars kind of unfinished arc, but we're gonna see the the showdown, right? But, the standoff between yeah, Boba and Cat. I, I was watching Star Wars Explained channel, and he was talking about how in the Bad Batch we kind of see a dent in uh, in Cat Bane's. He has like this metal thing yeah. over here, mm -hmm. and he was like theorizing like maybe that moment did happen and Cat Bane didn't die. So this is like unfinished business for both of them. Yeah, I hadn't considered Cad Bane's involvement in this until somebody like until people started pointing it out. Mm -hmm. That maybe, you know, like that line that Fennec says wasn't, you know, that it wasn't just a throwaway line and that it doesn't mean something, which usually I'm like, but what does it mean? And this <laughs> I was just like, just went right sure. over my head. But I love that idea. Yeah, I thought at that point, oh, the Pikes, the Pikes just just did it and blamed someone else. But now it makes sense that Cal Baines is kind of the one that got paid to do it. And it's funny because I, I was on the kick, same as Cop Math makes sense that Cat Bane was going to be in this show at some point early on. By Tuesday, more, late Tuesday, like, ah, it's too late for Cat Bane to come in. He doesn't fit. Uh, look how well he fits now. And then we have a, big, a question at the end to kind of who's kind of the big bad or if there's anyone else out there. Um, so let's go to the endings. There's two endings after Cat Bane tells the people of Freetown, stay out of it. No one else is getting hurt. Then we go to our friend, Madame Garza, kind of emporium, and it blows up. The pies go there. They leave their cantono. It blows up. Big explosion. We don't see any bodies. Is she alive? We don't know, but that was a pretty bad explosion. And then, of course, the ending there with, I'm just going to mention in both because I have both kind of here with Grogu's choice. But this was another kind of big sticking point for people out there about maybe decisions in the episode that didn't work out. Arsu, another female character, female lead in the show, now kind of unceremoniously killed for no reason to kind of move Boba Fett's story. Again, like I said, these are things that I, yeah, it blows up, sorry. And then I see the, the people out there kind of talking. What, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I sincerely hope she's not dead. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, don't know how you're going to walk away from that explosion. Yeah, but look, Darth Maul was cut in half True. and lived choppy. happily, if spitefully, for another 30 years. So he's <laughs> fine. Um, but yeah, I don't, I am uneasy with her being set up as kind of this person who has risen above the the sort of un inhospitable environment that is Mas Espa mm -hmm. and Tatooine and made a thriving business for herself. And she sort of seemed like she was involved in a mm -hmm. like, don't get me involved, like peacekeeping kind of way. Yeah. And then boom. So if, if she was like fridged for the story, I will be extremely disappointed, which is again, <laughs> me tempering my expectations. Mm -hmm. Cause I do think that's, what's going to wind up happening, but I would love to be wrong. <laughs> I want, I wanted to come back like, dabbing some burn cream on her face. And she's like, well, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but it's unlikely, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah. so I, I see what you're saying. And Alberto knows I, I loved her. 
ever since mm-hmm. the beginning. And it kind of sucks that we learned that she wasn't going to betray Boba with her death. Because that was the moment you're like, oh, so she wasn't working with the Pikes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but for me, being like, I've said it a billion times, I'm a huge gangster movie fan. That had a very gangster movie feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just blow up this place he loves. And yeah, and kill this, as you said, like this keeper of the peace. And that was just basically the declar- declaration of war. So yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things that, like, again, watching it as a just a movie, a TV fan or Star Wars fan, it's like, oh crap! Now things is the shit just hit the fan. Here we go. But then, wh- what does this mean to the same tropes that we keeps keep seeing and how female characters are treated? And then one of apart from Fennec Chance is the other kind of main female character there. Okay, bye. Thank you. I almost say she has almost as much screen time as as Fennec Chan almost. And then the big ending, unless there's anything else about this topic, it's with the choice. Hey, chain mail, it's gonna help you. Qui-Gon Jinn, this could help you also. I was surprised it was chain mail. I thought it was gonna be a necklace with with a metal ball. Here's Master Yoda's lightsaber, but you can only pick one. Pick the chain mail, go with Mandalorian, you won't be a Jedi. Stay with me. You're gonna live a long life. You might not see him again. Pick and people lost their head about how you're gonna do this. Oti, starting with you. This ending. I'll go with my theory. I, I hated the ending, by the way. I, mm-hmm. Unless like Grogu comes in and saves the day, and he's like a big part of the finale, which I don't know how no, I would feel about not. it. I did not like the ending because this is the preseason finale, like. Mm-hmm. we should set something up and I didn't like it but it got me thinking like the last Mandalorian we know that was torn between the Jedi way and the Mandalorian way was called Tar Vizsla and he, he had a very cool lightsaber which is popping <laughs> on in the show and it just so happens to be under the command of Grogu's dad so I kind of think he's going to come back and end up wielding the, the, the dark saber. At some that point. dark saber hilt is like three quarters the size of Grogu. <laughs> size matters not. Drag it behind him. <laughs> size matters not. Yeah. Uh, By the um, way, there's a bunch of theories in the chat that I'm waiting for the very end to put all up. Right, so. so before we jump into it, real quick, do you, what is he picking, Oti? And are we going to see the, the choice next week? Or is this season three? I'm saying hopefully, please, Mando season three, not next week. No, Luke is going to pop up in the X-Wing. He's going to throw Grogu. <laughs> he's going to catch him. Flip. It's going to be a whole thing. I think he's picking the, the chain mail. Like, I, I don't see any other way. I is agree. Okay. You can is sell it? more Funko Pops with the chain mail. It'll be a lot. So, Arsu, your thoughts on, on the finale and the choice that Grogu was given? I'm I'm on board with you, Alberto. I wish this was going to happen in Mando season three. I don't think it will because just by the rules of TV writing, if you turn yeah. it up this season, you really need to wrap like oh, you man, need to wrap it. it up in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's probably going to pick the chainmail. Um, I think it's a little weird. Luke is making him pick. We do see that there are other Jedi Padawans who can keep a piece of their heritage with them while they train to be Jedi. So I do think it's funny that Luke's like, no, it's either or. <laughs> and Din's intention was clearly like, wear this chain mail while you're yeah, being a Jedi. Be protected. But yeah, <laughs> like that was clearly Din's intent. But yeah, I don't know. I think I 
I'm guessing chainmail because I can't see them getting rid of Grogu permanently no. unless he picks the lightsaber and then eventually decides to bounce and come back to Din. Anyway. So that's even the one like 95% is the chainmail because I don't see him becoming. Not that I don't see him becoming a Jedi. It's like it's gonna take a long time, and I don't think I think even though I don't want Grogu to be part of Mando season three, the way I think that's that season is gonna go. Story-wise, it makes sense that they're reunited, and it's kind of with him picking the way of the Mandalorian or whatever. But that's what everyone is thinking. It'd be extremely exciting and different if he goes with the lightsaber, and then, I don't know, halfway through it, he's like, oh, I sent, same as Luke, oh, I sense the death of my friends, I gotta bounce and go help them. And he kind of does the Leia thing. Oh my, the end of my Jedi training was because I saw my son dying or something like that. And kind of make that choice afterwards. I please, please don't do this next week. Leave this for Mando season three because it will, everything that just, we just talked about with Luke taking over, this would 100% take over the, the show and the whole series. And I don't kind of don't want it. So Oti, last thoughts on this before you give me some of those theories. Yeah, no. So I, I think him not picking picking the lightsaber, it's actually the more interesting choice because here we have like this kid destined to be a great Jedi, as Luke like tells him, and we know he's very powerful. And him being like, you know what? But I don't want this. This is not what I want. I want something else. So for me, that's the most interesting choice for future storytelling. If we ever get to see Grogu like be six hundred year, years old and see mm. what he becomes. All right. So, what are some of those theories that you're seeing in the chat? Okay, here we go. So, Rachel, she has an ending written in, in her head where Fennec just shoots um, um, <laughs> Cad Bane as they have a standoff. <laughs> um, let's see. She's like, "You guys talk too much. I gotta finish this." Yeah, so Norhal says, what if they have a shootout and Cat and Boba and Fennec is the one who... Wait. So Cat yeah, and similar. Boba having a, a shootout and then Fennec just shoots Cat yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, okay. So Norhal... Okay, so they defeat the Pikes. Mm-hmm. Then she has an end credit scene where Cat Baines arrives to his ships, informs the losing Tatooine. Oh, okay, so- and that's yeah. what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. Right, like, so let, let's take this, take this away. Take this away. We got a question in the Rebel Thoughts. We'll okay. get to we'll get to that one. Okay, um, uh, let's see. Yeah. Give me one more before we kind of wrap up. We got a couple of questions for you guys before we go to the question. I have segment. the Perfect last comment. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Rachel Sadin, Boba needs to write his rancor. Talking about setting things up, come on. You got to pay we that need... off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to see that, right? Like, we're going to get that shot. this season, then next season. And I'm going to be on... a second season. He's going to be on the rancor, and then going to be like with the jetpack and the <laughs> dark side. That, that's going to happen. No, right? On season three, when Din Djarin is in the waterfalls of Mandalore, riding the Mythosaur, here comes Boba and his <laughs> rancor. <laughs> and they have a big... shows up, then Luke shows up in the X-Wing. Han shows up in the Millennium Falcon. We have the yeah, whole big fight. Everything. Where's Even race there. Yeah. And Fennec's everything. Where's Fennec is riding the Falcon. 
No, she. Then yeah. <laughs> it took the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. It's been hopping around from owner to owner. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right. So a few things. Uh, let me see. Also, are we going to see if we go back to Luke's Academy? There were a bunch of rumors of uh, DH Han Solo appearing at some point. Are we seeing Han Solo with Baby Ben? I'm going to sound like the biggest hypocrite in the world. <laughs> I only want a DH Han Solo if it comes with a Baby Ben. <laughs> you said five, around five years old? He's about five years old. Oh, and man. That's the only way I want it <laughs> because then it becomes about that next generation, that next story. And it's not about look how cool Han Solo is. It's yeah. Look at the setup for the next trilogy. So if we get a baby Ben, I would like it. Yeah. And that same. I don't want a DH and solo to meet Boba Fett on Tatooine. No. Look but if he what? goes there, yeah. But then They're if you both bring... dads now, they're mature. <laughs> they're busy. Yeah. If yeah. you bring Han Solo, are they going to bring Leia? And then now that becomes even more of a weird talk about Ben Solo, a little five-year-old Ben Solo with interacting with Grogu. Talk okay. about Funko Pascal. Okay, first of all, yes, I would buy that in a heartbeat. <laughs> but imagine if they had gone the recasting route and you've got Alden, Ehrenreich, and then you get <gasps> Billy Lord to play Leia and oh, their man. dynamic as Han and Leia. Yeah. Like, what would that look like? Give me will, these things instead of a digital Han Solo talking to a digital Princess Leia. Like, I'll give me these flesh and blood actors. Mm -hmm. If that happens, I'll turn off my iPad and just cry for five days because I won't <laughs> be able to handle that. Like, no. Yeah. How cool would that be? No, it'd be awesome. Like, awesome, awesome. <laughs> but I wouldn't be able to handle that. My heart would be like so Holy full. Holy <laughs> Lord. And this little five year old just hanging. Oh, okay, man. No. Hold it, hold in the dice because he wants to be a pilot like his. <laughs> but then he sees a lightsaber and says, like, Ooh, maybe I am strong in the force. Um, so, Altia, are we going to see any post? I mean, we are going to see a post credit scene. Is it sure. set in Mando Season 3? Do we get a trailer for Kenobi? Is it maybe something for Boba Fett Season 2? Is this when Kira shows up? What's the, what's the post, post credit scene? I have no originality, so in my head, it'll be the same Avengers um, Age of Ultron and credit scene will have Kira and she'll be like, fine, I'll do it myself. And <laughs> yeah. Also, do you think, what are we getting to after the credits? What's, what's popping up? I mean, you said Kenobi and I was like, whoa, but realistically, I agree with OT. I think it'd probably be Kira. Same yeah. Like that effect. That'd be that'd be huge. Oh my god! Right, we'll, go, we'll finish with that in a minute. I only thought of the Kenobi trailer because in No Way Home, Spider Man, sorry, we're talking MCU, they gave us a little MCU post credit, and then the trailer for the Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange. So who knows? But Star Wars kind of doesn't work that way, anyway. So I just wanted to finish before we jump to the question segment. This Mandoverse, this Filoni Favroverse. Oh, excuse me. A lot of people, and I'll throw my hat into it, are kind of saying, thank you for what you're doing, but let's bring other creative into the Star Wars TV universe. We still have Filoni doing Ahsoka, and I have my reservations about it. Do you think it's time for them? Okay, it's been three, three seasons now, plus Ahsoka is another three shows. 
let's kind of end it and have other people. I know we have um, mm. Cho, uh, Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow, thank you, doing Kenobi. Um, someone else for Acolyte, sorry, Sarah Highland, Leslie Highland for Kenobi, I mean for Acolyte. So we, ha we have more people coming. Is it a time for these two guys to thank you for what you did, kind of setting this up and stay, stand back? It's it's not that I don't don't agree with that idea, but I don't see them leaving because they clearly know where they want to take this. Even though if I don't agree with how, the choices and what to present when, and you know, they clearly know they're they have a path drawn to where they want to go. So I really see them like completing a, at least this first part of this big story they're telling. Uh, yeah, I agree. I would love for new voices. Um, I think they need a writer's room. I don't think it's working to have one guy write a whole season because mm -hmm. it like it's not that it's bad, but you are limited to what John Favreau and Dave Filoni think is cool. And it's yeah. nice that they know the the lore and like they they do clearly have this respect for how it all interconnects. But the scope is so limited to what they know, to what they've experienced, and to what they enjoy that I would like love if if they, they like stay on to oversee it, but other storytellers are allowed to sort of have their voices heard and pitch in as well. I just want to add something very small to what everyone thinks Kathleen Kennedy jobs is <laughs> like, everyone thinks she's telling the story. This is her job. It's her job to go like, you know what, John, this isn't really working out. We should hire someone or maybe you should take a more pr producer and oversight role she's the one that has to make like the these calls or maybe he goes like you know what kathy we should bring someone else in but this is what her job is so yeah just throwing it out there she like she's not you know she's not in the room yeah yeah masterminding <laughs> it the way some people think she is but like she's you know she's one of those that has to make the call that like yes we need to broaden her, her job is telling the story yeah her job is making this whole thing work basically yeah, yeah. And I echo what you guys are saying that I wish we kind of started taking a step back from them. They did a great job kind of setting this up, but we need all the voices because a lot of the, again, not complaints, but some of the issues people are having kind of has to do with the way they're storytelling, kind of the way they do storytelling. And like, I, I'm a little bit afraid for the Ahsoka series. I'm an Ahsoka fan. I'm not a Stan. She was okay in the Clone Wars for me. I really fell in love with her in Rebels, and she's been okay in Mandalorian, but I'm not, oh, she's the greatest character ever. And what kind of pulls me back for this upcoming show is that Dave Filoni is the only one that's allowed to touch Ahsoka. I know E.K. Johnston wrote the novel. I, I haven't read it, even though I have it on Kindle, based on the Siege of Mandalore and they People say, not retcon, but some things got changed for the finale. So he's the only one that writes for her and does everything, has this great plan. And I think that kind of pulls, kind of, I don't know, I'm afraid of how much he's invested in this character to tell a good story. It's Look at the intense. High Republic and how every um, author plays with every character that the others have created, how much they bring life real quick. Um, Comac is one of my favorite characters. Claudia Gray brought him to life in Into the Dark. What Daniel Jose there did with him in Mina Horizon, I love because it's, it's kids are screaming over there. 
No, I'm not sorry. I'm not giving you spoilers. Just saying that I love what he did with me because it's another person kind of bringing their style to that character. And with Filoni being the only one, if he's the sole writer for Ahsoka, I'm kind of afraid of what that's going to look like. I I agree. I think Dave Filoni is a little bit precious when it comes to Ahsoka and just yeah. doesn't let anybody touch the character. But then I think that's also to his own detriment because like Ahsoka mm-hmm. in this episode didn't super sound like Ahsoka. Like okay. she, she's very detached in a way that Ahsoka's heart doesn't really allow for that kind of detachment. This is not the kind of person she mm-hmm. is. And I think he's just so worried about anything touching her that it's now not seeming like her anymore. Yeah. So I worry what this means for the, for the show as a whole. Uh, I'm so optimistic because again, he, he loves that character, but it, it, it I bet it's going to get very weird. With yeah. him just being the one handling it, it's it's going to be intense. All right. We'll see. All right. And with that, we kind of wrap up our talk on From the Desert Comes a Stranger, which when I saw that, yeah, talking about Cobb Bath. No, it's Cat Bane, which I still love. It's Cobb Bath. It's Cat Bane. It's, yeah, it's everyone Mando except Mando coming through yeah. the desert to see Grogu. Yeah. It's everybody. The, Everybody's a stranger in the desert. Yeah. The Jawas with the head. Yeah. All right, so let's jump to one of our favorite sections, and that's when I hear from you guys on our segment, Rebel Thoughts. Where's my... It's been a while since we had... Ah, uh, here we go. Rebel Thoughts. Rebels. And our question, three questions actually, come from our friend Roberto Venegas, and he writes, do you think with one episode left, will the character Boba Fett have a meaningful conclusion to the season, or is it going to be more of a team-up? Will we finally see the big battle of the show and who it is? And will we get the answers to who is the best bounty hunter, Cat Bane or Boba Fett? So three questions. We kind of touched a little bit about them. Uh, so the, are they going to be able to kind of wrap up Boba Fett's story? Or this is going to be just a big Avengers-style team-up with everyone, Pikes versus everyone that Boba Fett has kind of brought in to help? These also tie into a question Rachel had, that if we thought this was going to end definitively or would it have a cliffhanger to it so uh, i'll say even though i want it to be just kind of boba fett story i think he's bringing all these characters mando will be there chrysanthemum please don't bring luke don't bring grogu just make it more boba fett and fennec shan to the end i don't know how it's gonna happen and i hope it's not a cliffhanger just maybe that post credit something talking about this second question about who's the big bad out there what do you think, Cody? So I think, yeah, it's going to be a team team of ending. I even think we're going to see more bounty hunters, but let's wait and see. Um, Big Bad, yeah, uh, I'm still dead set that we're going to see Kira in some way or shape or form. And the best in the West, it's going to be Boba Fett. I hope so, because if not, he dies, and I don't want him to die. Unless... <laughs> like the chat said, mate, Fennec chances. Eh, oh, yeah. I'm not one for standoff. I already beat you once, I'll beat you again and yeah. just shoots him. Uh, so, also your thoughts on these, these questions that Roberto posed? I'm going to go backwards. So, best in the West, definitely Boba, because otherwise we don't get a season two. Um, real big bad, I'm hoping it's Kira. Um, I think we've been talking a lot about the Pikes, but obviously, like, they wouldn't just come in for no reason. So, I'm hoping, hoping they're working with Crimson Dawn, maybe. I don't mm. know. And then I agree. I think it's going to be like an Avengers style team up rather than just about Boba, even though I would have liked it to just be Boba doing his best. But 
I feel is like it, getting everybody. Do you guys see this being like an all-out war or just concentrated in one specific place? I, th- I would have um, thought all-out war before we got the two Mando episodes. Now I feel like it's going to be concentrated to Mas Espa. Okay. Yeah, I think that maybe there's something happening with the biker squad and whoever comes from Freetown to help and they're kind of on the outskirts fighting the other foot soldiers. But then we have the main characters maybe around Boba's palace or something or where um, Garza's had her emporium maybe around that area. And it's concentrated to about two or three people. Uh, so what I think, and I've said since the beginning, yeah, the big bats are going to be Crimson Dawn and Kira. Now I'm thinking with the Pikes hiring Cat Bane, maybe they are the big bad for this season. Uh, but then the ending is Kira finds out, okay, the Pikes have been taken care of. The Huts don't care about Tatooine. The new guy, Boa Fett, is kind of hurt. Now's the time for me and Crimson Dawn to come over and take over the hot space. So maybe she's not the one manipulating the pikes, but now that the pikes are out of the way, now she thinks that Crimson Dawn can come in and take over the territory. But it, whatever it is, it's, please give us Kira. Please give us Crimson Dawn. She's back on all the comics. It just makes sense for her to come back and have a big uh, kind of push for season two. Yeah. That's my take on it. So I hope so. All right. So... With that, I think we can call it. It's been a great show as always. Thanks for being here, the chat. It's been great. Again, chat. Same as last it week. got X-rated at the end, but it Oof, was no, don't show, don't show. <laughs> it, no, no, look no, at that. I'm not, I mean, they'll see it in the replay. People are gonna look at, um, I don't know, I can't Nor, even, I, oh, Nor, come on. Norha got Nor, spicy. <laughs> you know what, it's gonna be at two seconds. It's like, yes, he was born XX. <laughs> Okay, well, I you didn't want to it. Into the show. It, it was wasn't then. me. That's it. it. Our last episode of Radio Rebellion ever as Norha has broken the chat. <laughs> it's not that spicy. It's not. It's a little it's spicy. Not. I mean, we saw it. If you watch Eternals. If you think about it, it's spicy. on Disney Plus. So. It is on Disney Plus. And I mean, kids are going to have to learn about it sometimes. School systems, unfortunately, are going down because. Stop, stop, stop. I'll, I'll take your controls away. <laughs> um, anyway, maybe, maybe that's the no, big don't ending. Be sorry, you're absolutely right. <laughs> All right, uh, I don't know where Oti, where can people find you? Let's just say bye. Norhal, thank you for being here the whole show. You were sad because you were late last week. You step up today, so thank you. We'll, we'll gotta get you back on the show soon. So, yeah, actually, Oti, so- let me say to Arsu first because. Thank you, because I was on your show last week. Space Waffles had a lot of fun over there. Uh, you guys are doing this every two weeks. Uh, what else? And where can people find you? So people can find me at Arzo Amin, and that's where you find like Space Waffles as well. And we're doing the Book of Bonnick, like like Alberto said. So the best every, name. The every best. other week. Um, so our next episode will be next week, and that'll be episodes six and seven. Um but yeah, that's the best place to find me is is Twitter and then the geekywaffle.com and rzd2.com and I'm, mm. I'm all over the place. All right, Oti. First, yeah. Arthur again, thanks for being here. Oti, how about you? Yeah, so you can find me over at, at EP Star Wars, whatever it says down here. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, same handle, and I host a bilingual podcast. I never know which language it's <laughs> going to be on, so just 
subscribe and jump on the ride. Yeah, just show up there. So again, thank you for everyone that was here on the chat, watching live, watching later, listening to the podcast where it comes out. Uh, we got one more, one more episode of Book of Boba Fett next week. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Week after that, we're talking the Fallen Star again with our friend Arsu. Um, maybe Maggie. Maggie, love it, might be here. Um, but yeah. And then Nor is going to be here for our solo and Rogue, Rogue One trivia in a couple of weeks with some other great people. Rachel's going to be there also, so be ready for that. So as always, stay safe, be safe, and may the force be with you.